Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Child-proofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It's time for the Almost Famous Podcast. Yes, we're back, doubling up this week. Got my wonderful co-host, Ashley Iconetti, and another co-host for two yeah. episodes. Ashley, how pumped are you to have Jessica Gerard on the show right now, breaking this all down with us? I am so excited to have you here, Jess, because one, you are at Women Tell All, so you can give us all the inside dates, and two, you know, you're bringing back body glitter, and three, <laughs> you were like the hero character of the show a couple weeks ago when you were like, uh, I am not going to beg for you. Yes. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Are you are are you nervous that Ashley and I are just gonna absolutely be so tough and so mean and so just grueling on the show? You're super you know, so hard. I went through a whole season of The Bachelor, so I think I can take you guys too. So <laughs> no, no, we're uh, we're big fans of you. In fact, when we found out that you're gonna be on the show with us, we were very excited and we asked to have you help us break down the women tell all, and then you're gonna come back. Uh, for a separate show and kind of give us an in-depth about you and your life. And so right now we're going to jump right into the women's law. We're going to skip okay. all the backstory of who you are and what you're about. And we're going to say that for a special time. 
So okay. Jess, you were at the Women Tell All. To start mm-hmm. this out, to give our listeners a little perspective, mm-hmm. uh, tell us what the Women Tell All is like, like the, the leading up to it, not being on the show, not being in the seats that obviously your butt is going to get so sweaty because they're plastic and there's light shining on you and oh, there's no breathable room. so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. They were very uncomfortable. Yes, your butt bone is truly aching after those four or five hours. I remember, I remember I had a... When I was the bachelor, I would, or yeah, when I was announced or something as the bachelor, I had to get up from my seat and step up onto stage. And I remember being so nervous because I could tell that like where I was sitting was just covered in sweat. And I was thinking <laughs> I was going to be the guy to walk up on stage with a different colored, you know, back, back spot than my suit. Okay. Yeah. So Jess, walk us through like the trailer and the lead up and everything going on. Yeah, so it was a really rainy day that day. And I remember I kept repeating it. I was like, is this foreshadowing something? Like, is this going to be a very chaotic day? It was pouring rain. I think that there was like a really bad storm in California or something, but that weekend, but um, it was so surreal. I've never been in like a fitting room or like, I don't know what it's kind of technically called. Dressing room? Yeah, dressing room. Yeah, I've never been in a dressing room before like that. I've never, you know, had my makeup touched up and, you know, got gotten all pampered. So it was definitely like, I was getting really nervous. I was like, Oh gosh, this is like the real deal. And like going into the Warner brothers studio, I was like, I've never been there before. I don't know anything about, I just was cool. I was like, what's been filmed here. Like I want to go explore all of these buildings, but, um, and it was really cool seeing everyone. Um, and everyone was excited and nervous. We were all kind of on the same page and we knew we were going to see Zach and, um, at that point, I knew I was going to get a hot seat. So I was just, I was like freaking out. It was just so many nerves and all, all in one and in a rain, very rainy day. So I was like, oh gosh, I didn't want my hair to get messed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't have much to worry about when it came to talking with the girls. So you probably really got to sit back and just listen for a couple hours before Zach yeah. got on stage. You really, you had no drama with the girls. You barely, on air, you didn't really involve yourself except for with the little drama between Brooklyn and Kat. You seemed to defend Kat a little bit in that moment. Yeah. Did that feel good that you got to not have to involve yourself in girl drama? Yeah. So I, I feel like in general, I don't really involve myself with drama, like in the real world too, as well. Um, I will always defend myself if I feel like I'm in a position where I need to, or someone else Um, at the time, you know, with Brooklyn and Kat, I felt like that was between them and it wasn't really my place to get involved, but there were points where I defended her because Kat is a good person and she meant well, and you know, she was owning up to her mistakes and I felt like it was being dragged out. But, you know, I, I don't think that it's my position to, voice an opinion that um I'm not it's something that I'm not involved in so it was nice to sit back and not be involved when everyone was like screaming at each other I think there was like some clips of my face where I'm like I'm just like oh gosh <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> in my ear yeah Ashley and I always say this because one of the cu- questions you'll get asked the most now for the next I don't I mean how many no who knows how long of your life will be is it real like is the show real And what Ashley and I always say is it is very real. Like I've never felt like I was told or scripted or given a list of things what to do. And there's a very few moments where you're watching things happen in the mansion or on the road or at a tell-all. 
And you're like, I cannot believe I'm getting a front row seat at this because nobody that ever watches this will ever believe it. Yeah. No, definitely. When I was sitting there and when everyone was kind of like voicing their opinions, rightfully so, um, I was like, wow, this is just as ten- intense as it is on TV as it is in person. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was crazy, but I feel like everyone, when you're in that position, you want your voice to be heard and you feel like, you know, you don't want it to be overshadowed. So everyone's kind of pitching in. And um, so it, it was very chaotic and entertaining to watch. So, mm-hmm. and it was even more entertaining to watch on TV. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot that was said. And that was said. And I was like laughing at all of it. It was kind of funny and crazy, but it's wild. well, let's go down the list of big moments, big dramatic moments between the girls. So first up, well, there's the Anastasia thing. Yeah. Let's go with Anastasia. So Anastasia and Kylie and that drama, do you feel like Anastasia was getting like, for lack of a better word, like pounded on stage? Or do you feel like, you know, there was like a side that wasn't being told? Yeah. So with um, Anastasia, she had two different points that were being addressed to her. Um, The microaggression, which I feel like that was handled very well. Um, that needed to be said and that mm-hmm. we all need to be educated on that. So, and I feel like she handled that well and she apologized and owned up to it. And then the other side was the following and being there for the wrong reasons. And, um, you know, I'm a, even though I say out of drama, I do believe that everyone should be voicing their opinions. And, uh, do I believe that it should be in a respectful way always that I, I try, but <laughs> it may not always come across that way. Um, I think for the most part, everyone was able to to vocalize what they needed to say. Um, I don't really know how I feel about her having a boyfriend. I don't think that that's true personally. From what I yeah. from what I know from her, um, I think she's a great girl. I don't think she would risk losing a job and all of that if she had someone waiting for her at home. And I think she's still single. So if, if she had a boyfriend, I don't think she's dating him now. But um, so I don't know. I. I don't really think that that part's true, but I think she handled herself well. And um, I, I respect her for that. Cause I, that's a really tough position to be in when you're getting accused of this and you can't really defend yourself without any proof. Yeah. I mean, you can't, that's, it's been a storyline now for a few seasons where somebody comes into it with a boyfriend or a girlfriend and mm-hmm. it does, it feels like, Hey, if you did that, no, probably not smart, but I could see that you'd be dating up to the show and, exploring your options we've said that i think that's fine but you Mm -hmm. can't prove really if you're wrong or right or if you're doing it or not uh Mm -hmm. you know we're we're getting into the drama a little bit and i think your your insight is going to be so valuable to help us get perspective two questions for you one just to give us some idea did you have your own dressing room before women tell all (laughs) or are you with the group of women in Mm -hmm. one dressing room hearing all of the chatter before the show I was in a dressing room with my one of my really good friends, Jen. She's mm-hmm. known as Genevieve on the show. I call her Jen. But um, we were just hanging out, hyping each other up, like, you know, just catching up. I haven't seen her in a while. So um, I we didn't really I, I was helping her just like discuss. Um, I knew she was going to, you know, educate us on microaggression. So we were kind of ta- like talking about that topic. And, you know, I was I was asking questions, learning more about it and, you know, understanding it better and. 
So we had really good, meaningful conversations. Um, we weren't really gossiping about the girls or anything. And like, I, cause a lot of the drama that happened, I, I don't know if it's pre-planned or not. I think everyone was just kind of vocalizing it as they went. So, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't get to foreshadow any of that. Mm. So That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, the drama isn't exactly where a producer comes in and says, here are the conversations I want you to bring up. And I know you're going to bring them up. It just happens because people want their moment. They're angry or they're upset and they voice them on a stage. And then we see how it plays out. And that's what makes women tell all um, beautiful and also sometimes very awkward. Speaking of awkward, Ashley, I want to know if you had a a feeling about this. Uh, And Jess, I want to hear yours as well. This is the first time I can remember ever, uh, you know, on the Bachelor franchise, a franchise that holds themselves to a very high standard. And I think this season especially feels like a throwback. It feels like, you know, a really good season of uh, not a ton of drama, uh, a lot of character development, uh, a lot of uh, tough breakups. It feels like maybe of a season six years ago, but this was the first time I've ever heard the show introduced next week as sex week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's because Zach like, coined it himself, right? He said something along the lines yeah. of, I know this is fantasy sweets week, which is basically sex week, but I don't want to participate in that. Yeah. So the show's that's what I gather too. Okay. So it doesn't feel weird to you two that the, it's called sex week. Now it's not, Fantasy suites. <laughs> no, it's not. They, they Jesse made a point of saying like Zach coined it as Sex Week, okay. so it's only going to be called that this season as a yeah. sort of joke. Okay, yeah. good. I didn't want it to keep going. I maybe missed Jesse. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think it should keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought it got weird there for a second, but okay, that's it. Um, Ashley, back to the girl drama. <laughs> Okay, so the other like sort of villainous person we had this week this year was Christina. Tell us the scoop on Christina in the house. We know that she got kind of a bad rap because she kept talking about her time with Zach. You know, like and people are like, we don't really want to hear about your time with Zach. He's even really self centered about this. Was was that who she was, or was there more to her? Do you think that she got eliminated too early? Yeah, so Christina is one of the women in the house that I actually didn't spend that much time with. It kind of how it worked out, like she got that one-on-one right away. And then um, I had a group date and then we had the football day and her team once and she had the after party. So I didn't really get to spend that much time with her. Um, From what I gathered, like, you know, I think she really does mean well. Um, I think she just was unaware of you know, maybe some comments that she made in the house that maybe made people uncomfortable. Um, I personally was never in a conversation with her long enough to where I could point those things out. Um, I think she's, she's kind. And I, I don't think that she intended to go into this butting heads with anyone. And I think that's very obvious with how she kept trying to apologize and um, speak on her part. But um, I just from what I heard from the other women, she did make them uncomfortable and she did put them in positions where they, you know, wanted to remove themselves from, which is unfortunate, but thankfully like I never got to experience it. So um, it's just kind of hear, hearsay from what I got. Can you, can you elaborate on how she made them feel uncomfortable? Um, yeah. So I know with the situation when charity got her, her group date rose and Christina, you know, kind of took her moment from her and was, 
you know, confused and why and, you know, all of that. And it really upset Charity. And rightfully so. I think if I got that group date rose and someone said they were confused why they didn't get it, I would be like, what? <laughs> um, so it's just situations like that. Um, I think she was free to open, to freely talk about it, but it's a time and place when you can. And like, those are the moments that like aren't yours to take. Makes sense. So I, I'm curious because you've said it a few times now. You stayed out of a lot of this. Like it's hearsay to you, right? You're not seeing this. You're not a part of it. Um, but you're around a while. So you're obviously there for a lot of these experiences. How did you stay out of it? Like what was, was it just luck? Was it kind of your personality? What'd you do? Uh, yeah. So pretty much my whole life, I've always been in positions where, um, you know, in college, or in high school as a youth group leader or in college as a new member educator with inclusion and stuff. Like I've just always been able to understand people's perspectives on situations. Um, and, you know, there was a part like in the Bahamas where I tried to speak up about the Kylie and Anastasia situation. And I was told that it's not my place to. So I think then moving on, like I just kind of realized it's not, if it's Who not. Who told you that? Um, I'm not, am I allowed, people. I I'm allowed to say and not say. People told you that you weren't allowed to get involved in that drama. Yeah, so they're either having her best interest or they're not. You yeah. hear yeah, it, you either do it or just, you don't. It's one of those, which I understand, it's not my place to speak on. Um, So it was just one of those things where I, like, if I wasn't passionate on something, I, I wasn't going to voice my opinion. Um, But I guess it's luck. <laughs> um, when the whole thing with Kat in Brooklyn happened, I did speak with her privately about it and explained to her how it was wrong. And, um, you know, we were roommates. So that's how I was able to do that because we were together in a room um, or else that would have been filmed and aired. But we were so it's just I guess it's luck in those situations. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. 
Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Darius. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I love CVS. Let me tell you why. Take a look at your makeup. Dealing with Krispy Kreme's mucky mascara, goopy gloss. When you spring ahead for daylight savings, fling them out. Did you know that over-the-counter can get old? That's OTC can get OLD. Over-the-counter products like allergy relief and vitamins have expiration dates. When you spring ahead this week, Toss out those outdated items. They're yucky. Start fresh. Daylight savings time is coming up, and it's a perfect time to go through your closets, cabinets, and pocketbooks and throw out any outdated products. And CVS can help you save big on replacements during the CVS spring fling. Fling out the old, save big on the new. Check your mascara, creams, and sunscreens and replace anything that's outdated and may have lost its effectiveness. Same with ibuprofen, allergy relief products, and vitamins. Try free CVS pickup and get your order in in as little as one hour. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. Well, that brings up, I feel like, my third and final like point of in intense girl drama which and when i say intense you guys probably had the least amount of drama that we've seen in a lot of seasons which was nice for us i think as an audience at least in my perspective and probably for you as a cast as well um but yeah i want to get into cat in brooklyn a little bit because brooklyn doesn't seem over it and it didn't even happen to brooklyn it happened to charity charity was the one who you know had to go on a date after a guy already kissed cat and Charity, yeah, she was just like, all right, um, I mean, that's not the nicest thing. Uh, but also moving on in Brooklyn, just like a cat said, just days later, kept bringing it up. Why do you think Brooklyn had such a thing after Kat? Um, back a couple weeks ago, my theory was that she was just very intimidated by her as I felt like she was the obvious front runner there. We were very wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, in that moment, a lot of the women 
including myself, we're very confused why Kat did that. Um, you know, we are dating the same man. So, you know, you can, you have the right to speak to him, but again, time and place. So um, all of us were confused. I remember when, when Kat walked away, all the women looked at me and they were like, cause me and Kat are close. And they were like, well, why is she doing that? And I was like, I have no idea. Like mm -hmm. she didn't run that by me. Um, so we were all confused. And because I think Brooklyn, you know, has a voice and she's not afraid to use it. Um, and that's one of her really, really good friends. I think she, she wanted to be able to speak for charity when charity wasn't present because she went on her date and maybe Kat's response wasn't fitting what Brooklyn needed. And so Brooklyn kind of kept it going. Um, you know, I think Kat, she did, I, mean, I know Kat apologized and she was doing her best. I don't really know why the drama continued. Um, I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of, it started off where we all agreed that like it was the wrong thing to yeah. do, yeah. but did it need to be continued into a multiple day conversation? Probably not. Yeah. And really, we didn't solve anything there on the Women Tell All stage. Jesse used that as a lead-in to solving these problems mm -hmm. further in Bachelor in Paradise. How much did you hear the word paradise be thrown around at Women Tell All? Amongst the girls, amongst the producers, because a lot of the times we feel like Women Tell All is kind of an audition tape for your spot in paradise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um I, you know, heard it here and there, but I think, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question. I'm going to be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, Paradise was thrown, thrown around a lot. I don't know if some of those, the women's intentions were to, you know, get a spot on Paradise or not. I didn't really put that much thought into it, but for the most part, the drama that, did happen on the show there there was never a resolution to it and so I think a lot of the women regardless of paradise or not they went into it wanting to get that resolution and we may not have seen a resolution really but <laughs> I, I think you know that's something that they can work towards in par on paradise or off camera whereas we're all friends and really close so you know uh Jess I have to pause here for a second because we do, we get to interview a lot of people coming off the show, um, and everybody's great when you you get to meet them. You seem to have a very level head on your shoulders, which oftentimes, from a viewer's point of view, goes, "She's too good for this show," or "She's too good for this experience." And right now, as you're answering these questions and talking through, you know, situations that you weren't involved in, you're doing it uh, in a really graceful and kind way. Which makes me go, yeah, she is. She's probably too good for this show. But the show needs people like Jess to come on to it because they are great people to have be ambassadors for the show. So if Paradise came to you and said, hey, Jess, this might not be your, uh, your cup of tea. This might make you feel weird. It's going to be a whole new environment. But we want you to try Paradise it, right now. What would you say? Yes. Yeah, so... Um I knew going into this, I think one of my biggest fears when I was going, said yes to The Bachelor and was, you know, running towards it was, are these women going to be nice to me? Like, can I handle that? And, you know, thankfully we got a season that everyone for the most part was kind and respectful to each other. And, um, 
I am someone that if the opportunity is given to me, that means I'm ready for it. And I would definitely do paradise if there was someone that I was interested in. Um, I'm a hopeless romantic and, you know, I'm looking for love and I'm looking for that opportunity. Yes, I'm not someone that brings drama to the table, but that doesn't mean you can't, you're not qualified or good enough to find love. Um, you know, there are so many great personalities that, and, you know, everyone brings something different to the table. And, you know, whereas I might not be the loudest in the room, that doesn't mean I'm not a good friend. And that doesn't mean I'm not a good partner. And that doesn't mean that I'm not capable of being just as deserving to be there. So I don't think anyone is too good for the show, because I think that takes away from the other women. I think it's more so that it's just a different personality. If Jess isn't on Paradise, Ashley, I'm rioting. I know. I'm rioting. I'm not happy if I don't get to watch Jess in Paradise and just be her biggest fan. I have have a fire side of me. Like, you guys saw that with Zach. Like, when I was was crying and I, like, kind of had a little laugh in there, like, that, like, my, like, best guy friend texted me and was like, that's the laugh that I know you're about to, like, go off and you're, like, holding it. Like, I, like, I have that side of me like a very passionate and fiery side I just I'm not going to bring it out if it's not organic and there was never a moment like I'm not going to force them I, I want to watch the screen and be like I recognize that person I don't want to mm. be like confused so well that's a perfect segue then into your hot seat uh mm-hmm. you know to get us started on the hot seat Jess give us perspective um you look back now on your time with Zach and your time on the show and you're fresh off of the women tell all what did you feel for Zach? What did you think was there? Uh, now with hindsight, now you may be different during the experience, but now with hindsight, uh, what did you feel towards him? Like when I saw him walk out or just uh, looking both. back on your time kind of on the like, show, yeah. was, was okay. it, was it as real as you thought it was? Yeah. So, you know, I really did have, I, I like worded a lot on the show, but it was, the way I describe my feelings for Zach was I had a really big crush on him. And um, that's pretty much the as far as he we, we took it. Um, and watching it, you know, I felt very validated in what I was feeling because, I mean, I was seeing myself fall for him. And um, that's what I felt. And that's what I remembered. So um, it definitely was like a refresher. I think there was a part where, like, in the Bahamas, he said, like, just be strong and, like, hold out. Like, pretty much is not verbatim, but it's kind of what he meant. And like, it just was like validating to know, like, yeah, my, what I felt was real and it was reciprocated. And, you know, although the exit wasn't, it did, it felt very one-sided, like looking back, like I wasn't alone in the relationship that we had. So watching it, it definitely brought those emotions of like validation, but also just like, oh, that sucks. Like didn't work out, but like, I think he's great. And I'm, there was never any hard feelings and, you know, I, I wished him the best, but it was definitely hard to watch it and be like, yeah, like I did feel that. And, you know, I, I it was real. <laughs> there had to been a little hard feelings after you left so abruptly after this argument where like you guys just didn't see eye to eye at all. And as an audience, and I think you feel the audience response, we were all like, Zach, how can you not see why she's upset? It's very obvious. And as somebody who's on the show, Ben and I talked about this, you know, during that episode that you left, we're like, it really 
does take a one-on-one for you to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. in opening up. Because if you start a serious conversation, like with 10, 15 minutes of one-on-one time on a group date, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel appropriate. So, so was there more to the conversation um, that we didn't see on TV? Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, The conversation. So it kind of centered around my nerves with him and me not being comfortable. And that was why my argument was I just needed time. And Mm -hmm. I addressed this literally night one sitting with him on the steps in front of the mansions. I was like, I get nervous around men that I like. I it's something I'm I'm not like I learned to love about myself and I'm like, I can't help it, but this is who I am. And, you know, I, I, I get yeah. shaky and I'm, this is how I am. And he thought it was cute. And I like, he was just like, that's so endearing. And so I never felt like there was a reason to worry about it and like change who I was. Cause I thought he accepted it and it was okay. And, you know, all the women, like we get close, they knew about it and they comforted me about it. And they were like, that's what makes you just like, you have nothing to worry about. So I was like, oh, okay. And then going into Estonia, I was like, something is off. Like, I don't like, he's giving me all this reassurance, but there's no actions following the words that he's giving me. So like, what, what could be the reason in the back of my mind, it was like, is it my nerves? Is it my, like, is, is he seeing that as a red flag, but also He's never told me, he's never mentioned that as a red flag to me before. So that would be very dishonest of him if that, if he were to bring that up now. So Mm -hmm. that's why I was confused. Um, And I think that's why the conversation, like we we were butting heads because I was like, if this was a problem, why, like, I'm confused. Like that's, you know, you thought that that was endearing and you liked that about me up until this Mm -hmm. point. And like, if, if he had told me that sooner, what could have happened. And if, if you knew that I'm nervous and I, you know, take a second, why wouldn't you give me that time for me to get comfortable? So it just was like, I'm confused. There's a solution to this here. I don't understand what's the confusion. <laughs> so Yeah. And when you looked back or even when you're not looking back, even when you're sitting in the back of like the dump vehicle, mm-hmm. did you wonder if I didn't bring that up tonight, would I still be there? Oh, of course. I wonder that because so in the moment when I got sent home, like in reality, not watching it back, when I came home, I was so confused, like explaining it to my family. I was like, I don't, I don't understand. And when I watched it back, I was like, I think my biggest takeaway was he was that upset. Like there was no emotion when I was talking to him. I thought I was in the wrong for a while um, until the show aired and I saw his reaction and I got to actually watch like how he was speaking to me and his facial expressions. I was like, maybe I wasn't in the wrong. And so it took me a while to kind of process the situation because when you don't watch it back and you're relying on your memory in a situation where you were already anxious and nervous and feeling all these things, you don't really remember clearly. And so on the hot seat when I was watching it and I, that's why I was like more smiling than crying. Cause I was like, I was just proud of myself because mm-hmm. I didn't remember half of that. And <laughs> you should be proud of yourself. You're yeah. handled, you handled yourself so nicely in that scene. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. 
lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I love CVS. Let me tell you why. Take a look at your makeup. Dealing with Krispy Kreme's mucky mascara, goopy gloss. When you spring ahead for daylight savings, fling them out. Did you know that over-the-counter can get old? That's OTC can get OLD. Over-the-counter products like allergy relief and vitamins have expiration dates. When you spring ahead this week, Toss out those outdated items. They're yucky. Start fresh. Daylight savings time is coming up, and it's a perfect time to go through your closets, cabinets, and pocketbooks and throw out any outdated products. And CVS can help you save big on replacements during the CVS spring fling. Fling out the old, save big on the new. Check your mascara, creams, and sunscreens and replace anything that's outdated and may have lost its effectiveness. Same with ibuprofen, 
allergy relief products, and vitamins. Try free CVS pickup and get your order in in as little as one hour. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. I saw a meme last night. It was awesome. It made me laugh. (laughs) It said, it had a picture of you standing there talking to Zach. And it said, how... Uh, I can't, I forget the start of it, but pretty much the point was how in the world would this girl expect to get a date on a dating show? Like, oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Like, why in the world would she think that a date was, should be given to her on a dating yeah. show? I thought it was so good. Like, yes, of course you wanted a date. You yeah. know, it, it brings up the point. We've said it all season. And I know you listen to our podcast every week, so you've probably heard it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we said, I don't think Zach's a bad dude. I don't think mm-hmm. he's a bad bachelor. Mm-hmm. I think he's there for the right reasons. And I think he really wants to find love. Um, mm-hmm. I think the only critique, which is, again, very minimal compared to most seasons that we watch, we critique pretty heavily, is that it felt like he just wasn't hearing some of the messages and words that the women were communicating. And maybe the response, and I want you to respond to this, Jess, would be that he already knew that he was going to send these people home before they voiced their concerns. Like maybe before it even went into it and they voiced their insecurities, he just had bad luck. And as soon as they opened their hearts up to him, he had already decided they were going home. And so it just played out terribly on television for him. <laughs> or he really was not hearing what you were saying. And, and, you know, when you watch, when we watch your, your moment back, what I was hearing was, this girl just wants to spend more time with you. She really likes you. She's interested in you. She just wants to get to know you better. And she's like almost complimenting you by saying, I just, I just want to be around you more, which is a great compliment. So Jess, knowing the, the concern or the critique that people are giving Zach, knowing that you're in that situation, one of the, the examples of that, what would you say? You know, honestly, I think it's a bit of both. I think he, you know, he has a good head on his shoulders. So I think he has an idea if this is his person or not. So regardless of the conversation, if he's, if he knows in his heart, he's going to make that decision. However, I think there's a factor in it of, you know, he could, he could have worked on how he listens and um, how he approaches conversations. You can still send someone home, but do it in a, you know, a caring and um, compassionate way. Um, But also it's hard to judge him when in his position, like how do you do that when someone is so invested in you? Like Mm. I, it's, it's a hard position to be in, but um, you know, I obviously am watching the show and I see how he handles some conversations and he could have, he could have easily done it way better. And I'm sure he's watching it and thinking the same thing. Um, But you know, I, I think because he has that good head on his shoulders, he knows, okay, I don't like this, like, or not, I don't like, but this girl may not be my wife, my fiance. So I'm going to send her home. This is awkward that she's kind of venting to me about mm-hmm. her life, but kind of got to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Sometimes in those conversations, I feel like he's lacking sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Um, yes. I mean, I, I'm speaking on my position. I think, you know, he even brought that up at Women's Hall All that he wasn't understanding my point. And I think it could have been such an easy 
solution. There was a point where I was like, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Like, can you hear what I'm saying? And all he had to do was like, maybe I wasn't articulating what I was saying the best way. I could have stopped saying one-on-one. Probably. Yeah. But I mean, you know, he could have also been like, well, what do you mean by that? Let's figure it out. Let's come to an understanding. And he wasn't, he kind of just in his head figured out or kind of came up with an idea of what I'm trying to say and then stuck with it instead of trying to dig deeper and to understand. So speaking for myself, I think he could have been more sensitive and I, and I feel like his apology kind of sounds like he would agree to that as well. Well, let's jump in to the other couple of hot seats that existed. Some of them celebratory charity, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them a little tougher, like Greer, you know, Greer situation um, is interesting to me, Ashley, uh, as a more of an, uh, a curiosity. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong, obviously, with Greer approaching um, something uh, that she did on social media, you know? Uh, she defended a blackface post. Uh, that was really, you know, probably why she was in the hot seat. Uh, it was most, it was most of the yes. conversation. <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm intrigued at how this happened though for her and not happening with Eric from last season, who was Gabby's choice at the end. Uh, well, I think it's obvious what happened here. I want to hear your opinion. Got- I think they got a lot of flack for not addressing it with Eric. When I was watching the scene with Greer, it had me wondering, like trying to rack my brain on whether or not they brought it up at all. Yeah. So I can't say that they they did or did not, but I know that if they even did, it was a small little blip on the radar. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's why Jesse said, like, we're not really good at addressing things like this on the show. um, So we want to really make a point to do so right now. Okay, so you think think it was was a response, like learning from mistakes previously. uh, It was a response to get better this time. That's fair. That's great. I I appreciate that insight. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Jess, you were in the room. You you know Greer a lot better than we do because we've never met her. Uh, What's your take on the situation? Um, What's your take on the response uh, from the other women and from maybe even Greer personally, if Mm -hmm. you were able to be around her? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a very tough conversation to have and it's even tougher for someone to grow from it and be able to um, speak on it. So I'm like, I props to her for being able to, you know, admit to her wrongs and speak on that. And um, I think a lot of the women, you know, were really proud because, um, you know, I know that she, when it happened, um, when it came out, she wanted to address it. Um, and I think she made like an Instagram story or something about it, which, you know, she did that on her own. And I respect that a lot because I think a lot of times in this franchise and just in general, people don't like to admit when they're in the wrong and, Mm -hmm. um, don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations that bring a lot of controversy and for her to kind of want to right her wrongs is very highly respectful and it was the right thing to do. Um, I'm really glad she got to address it. I'm really yeah. glad that this franchise addressed that they're not good at addressing this. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think that speaks volume and I'm hoping that we can continue going towards that direction of correcting each other and holding accountability for us. But um, I thought Greer, you know, 
spoke her truth and did her best. And uh, she's, she is a great person at heart. And, um, you know, I know that that took a toll on her. And um, so I, I respect her for being able to go up there because that's, that's nerve wracking. And um, everything she was saying was coming from the heart to what I, to my understanding. So that's very well, well um, it's really well put and just, you know, a genuine response. Uh, and and, and I, I'm glad that you and Ashley both pointed that out, that the show acknowledged that they aren't good at this and that they wanted to uh, approach it. And so I think uh, with that, I say, well, well done. Well, Cat mm-hmm. sat in the hot seat. Not a lot there to discuss in depth. It felt like it was kind of just a cyclical conversation that, um, that had existed already on the show. And there wasn't, you know, the, the beauty of that is that Cat now has a better relationship with her mom, For which sure. is huge. So let's jump into charity. Uh, charity, obviously, a uh, uh, fan favorite. Somebody just recently gone home. Somebody that's still close to uh, the viewer's heart. Somebody to also celebrate. Uh, Jess, tell us about charity. What do you know and see in charity? Charity is just a ball of sunshine. She truly, like, what is so great about her is she is just as kind and generous as you see on the show as she is in person. I remember in London... You know, she was going through her own issues and she still took the time to comfort Greer. And I feel like that says a lot about someone to take away mm. your what you're going through to be there for someone. Um, and I just feel like that's in her nature. It's what she does as, a, as her job and it's what she does with her friendships. And I respect her. I think her being the bachelorette is a phenomenal choice. Um, I sent over a devotional book for her to take on her journey. Um, She is a woman of faith and I, you know, I'm excited for her. I, she is so deserving of love and, you know, it was heartbreaking to watch her hometown episode. Uh, Me and my mom are both crying on the couch. Her family is so beautiful and you could just tell like with the community that she surrounds herself with that she just is a very good person. And, you know, we need, I mean, we, we've always had good people as leads, but you know, it's, good to continue to have someone that can speak so well, can treat people so well. And, um, you know, I think she's learned a lot from this season with, you know, how Zach approached things. And I think she's going to be able to take that and be in a phenomenal bachelorette. We've had mostly good leads, mostly nice leads. Season 20 yeah. had some issues, but for the most part, we've had uh, some, some incredible people. Has to self-deprecate. Um, <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait to watch her. I'm so pumped because I do. I think, you know, being somebody of faith, being somebody there for the right reasons, learning from um, not the multitude of mistakes that Zach made. I don't think there's like a plethora of things that he did wrong yeah. yet. Like, I'm worried about what's coming. <laughs> so up. excited for next week. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think it's she's just gonna be an incredible bachelorette, and uh, I'm I'm ecstatic. I didn't expect it. Shockingly, like I did not know she would be named the lead, but I'm really glad she did. I think all four of the top girls really yeah. are almost equal in their running, and I think I would have been equally as excited for any of them that were crowned Bachelorette. Just, do you think that um, that Charity was really genuinely surprised when she was in that dressing room and they brought the camera and Jesse in? Oh, 100%. So where I was sitting, it was Charity, Brooklyn, and then me. And Jesse kept repeating, like, we have a surprise for, it's going to change a woman's life. And yeah. We were kind of like looking around at each other. I remember looking at Charity because I was like, 
they would be crazy not to, you know, offer it to her. So I was like, do you know what's going on? Are you about to be bachelorette? And she was like, uh, they didn't tell me anything. I don't know what's going on. And she was like, she literally goes, no, no way. She's like, there's no way. And I was like, oh, okay. So we had no idea. So we were kind of like trying to figure out what was going on. Like, I, I think I came up with the idea of like, maybe someone's going to get chosen from the audience and gets to like hang out with Zach. <laughs> like, I <don't, laughs> like I was like, what is this? Cause we all left and you know, charity left with us. So I like, I didn't think anything. I went into press right after. So I didn't see that they took her to a different room or anything, but we were all walking towards the exit together. So um, I was like surprised too watching it back. And you know, that was her genuine humble reaction to it. And um you know, you could tell she was like thinking they were playing a game, you know, and so that was really cool to watch and special. Oh, okay. Well, we want to talk more to you, but before we wrap up the Women Tell All episode, we got to talk about bloopers. The bloopers were on point. There have been years and years now of disappointing bloopers. These <laughs> ones really lived up, and it wasn't just the blooper reel at the end. Jesse also showed about three scenes and court, including that like twerking scene. Yeah. So good. It really showed a lot of personality with the girls. And that's the kind of footage that people ask to see. And they really deliver in showing them during women's Tell all. And I really, I know I say it way too often, but if only they peppered some of those scenes throughout I the agree. series, mm-hmm. people would get so much more attached to these characters, really feel like they get to know them better. Like that scene where Zach thought that it was mold M O L D wine was amazing. Oh, I was, oh, that was so funny. It's, it's mold wine, but it's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I agree um I feel like a, a lot of the episodes they did kind of like the the credits they would show like little bloopers and stuff which mm-hmm. I thought was funny but I agree like you know showing our personalities more so people can kind of like relate to us and kind of you know form a special bond with you know the contestants and want to continue watching um but those bloopers were hilarious in the twerking scene like you just see me like freaking out and I like ran to the (laughs) station because I was like I cannot be a part of this like I will not so I was watching them do that and I was dying laughing and they all did really really good I was like you guys look great yeah, <laughs> I know. I started squeezing my butt cheeks back and forth. I was like, "Can I do this?" Did and you then try there's it, the tortilla slaps. Yeah, I was on a plane. I was just going back and forth a little bit. Oh, and like then, in your seat, you're just flexing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do it up, but maybe later. And then there was the cute like tortilla slapping <laughs> thing. All of them are very good demonstrations of what we actually do to pass the time when we have no phones, no TVs, mm. and all of that. It's beautiful. Um, and uh, then. The tarantula? We must talk about this tarantula. Was that in the Bahamas? No, that was in the mansion. And well, there was or no, I wait, no, I think I'm wrong. There was something and there was some bug that was in the mansion. They didn't play it, but like we were like all freaking out. And I think Mercedes was the one that went and grabbed it. Um and you don't grab a tarantula and you don't call it a bug. (laughs) It wasn't a tarantula. It was like it was like a really I we kept saying it was like an oversized ant. It was like a really big ant. I don't know. They have the beetles. The big beetle. I forget what the kind of beetle like the the, like the Florida the the palm beetles or something like that. They're they're massive. They're all over. I'm not familiar with California uh insects but whatever that was (laughs) I'm thankful it's not in Florida because it was so so ginormous like Ugh, that's not fun. 
Yeah. I don't think well, they showed that. It's uh the mansion is amazing is an amazing place. It's beautiful. It's luxurious. It also has doors open all day long with lights on inside. So you can imagine what that looks like by the end of the day. Um, Jess, to close up here, final question for you. Again, we're going to be bringing Jess back for an in-depth episode to get to learn all about Jess because I have a feeling we're going to be watching more of Jess in the coming years, which we're pumped about. Uh, but before we get there, Jess, if you know what happens at the end, just say it. I can't talk about it because I know what happens. If you don't know what happens at the end, what's your theory on what happens? And I'm not giving up the tradition. What happens during Fantasy Suite Week? I do know what happens. Perfect. Don't talk about it. All right. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> next time with Jess doing an in-depth episode. Until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. And Jess, who have you been? I've been Jess. There we yeah. go. See you Bye. soon. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. I love CBS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS spring fling. Fling out the old, save on the new. Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road. Don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. 
You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. <laughs> 